Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about keeping in touch. And yes, folks, the Real Estate Espresso Podcast was off the air for about a week. First of all, thank you to the hundreds who reached out and emailed me. The show went off the air without warning. It was all due to a technical problem with the company that hosts the show. The problem has been resolved, and from the download statistics, it looks like most listeners have caught up on most of the past issues. Many of you were concerned there was a problem, either for me, perhaps a health issue with me or my family, and let me assure you, we're all doing very well. Thank you very much. I appreciate the kind words and the well wishes. It was a frustrating week as I spent hours trying to get the technical problem resolved at the hosting company. The podcasts were being produced on schedule and uploaded to the server, and the hosting company's messages said their support response times were slower due to the pandemic. It took several requests to escalate the issue and get it dealt with in the proper manner. The experience of this outage highlighted a vulnerability. That is, I'm completely reliant on the podcast as a means of communicating with you, the listener. It's the only channel through which we can communicate, and it's a one-way channel, not a two-way channel. I wished I had all your email addresses so I could get a message out to you and let you know what was going on. If I could publish a new show explaining what happened, I wouldn't have needed to let you know about the problem because, of course, the problem would have been solved by then. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you for your email address right here, right now. I'd like you to send me an email so that I have your email address. Now, here are the rules of engagement. I commit not to spam you with countless offers or notifications. From time to time, I'll let you know about events that might be of interest, and you can count on no more than a couple of emails a month. So please send me an email to podcast at victorjm.com. This will make it easier for us to stay in touch in the future. So again, send an email to podcast at victorjm.com. Now, in today's show, we're talking about how to interpret price volatility. Property prices tend not to be that volatile from one day to the next. If your goal over the long term is to acquire property, you're happy that prices rise when you're selling, and you're happy that prices rise when you look at your statement of net worth. But if you're looking to acquire more, you're happy when prices fall so you get a bargain. Now, we've seen the price of gold fall from a high of $2,084 an ounce on August the 6th to well below $1,900 in less than a week. That's a 10% drop in a week. I bought more gold this week. It was more expensive than the gold I bought in March and less expensive than gold a week ago. For the speculator, these price swings are headline news. Price swings cause anxiety and they drive emotional decisions. But for the professional investor who truly understands the fundamentals of the market, these moments are like finding your favorite food on sale at the grocery store. Your reaction is, well, I just got a bargain. It's not life-changing. You just got something that you were going to buy anyway on sale. I just placed an offer on some land. Prices are rising in the market and the level of competition for quality properties has risen dramatically. And when a bargain comes along, you execute. One builder I spoke with this past weekend had 200 offers in the first hour for eight building lots that were released on Saturday at 11 a.m. A professional investor is looking past the next few hours or the next week or the next month. They're focused on portfolio building. The professional investor knows that real assets are a hedge against inflation. We also know there will be a flight from the world's weakest currencies to the world's strongest currencies. And much as the U.S. dollar is a hot mess right now, it's hard to identify a currency that's doing much better. 
and while the U.S. dollar is being devalued by excess printing, the demand for U.S. dollars from outside the U.S. seems to be growing as fast as the Fed can print them. That means that the U.S. dollar might in fact appreciate against other currencies in the short term. Printing money is a strategy that, after all, it works for a period of time until it doesn't. And printing money has the effect of making the currency less valuable over time. So when we sell assets, we don't aim to sit on the cash for very long. We aim to sit in dollars for a short period of time and then exchange for another hard asset fairly quickly. And now is the time to accumulate dry powder and to be ready to execute on opportunities as they present themselves in the coming weeks and months. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Oh, and by the way, do send me an email at podcast at victorjm.com. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.